Welcome to episode 40 of Slacker Studio, a podcast where two slackers tell you what's going on in the world. This week we're talking about fat PS5s, that's fat with a PH, The Mandalorian, and new graphics cards. I'm Jack. And I'm Ed. Uh, this week's beer of the show is not beer, but whiskey. <laughs> yes, well, it what, is. What, what is your special whiskey that you mentioned? Um, so this special whiskey is something which has been going around in my family for ages uh, because it keeps on going from house to house. It's gone from house to house. Um, so basically, long story straight, listeners, I'm a bit poor this month. Um, yeah. But I managed to pick up this bottle, which no one seems to want to drink because no one else in the family really drinks whiskey. So I took it when I moved. And it's Milroy's of Soho. Um, there was this little place in uh, Soho uh, near where my brother worked, which is actually a whiskey shop, and they did their own whiskey for a short while. Um, so this is a single malt, single cask Irish whiskey. Um, I'm just showing it now. It's like this weird yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, label. Cool. Um, it's Cooley 2001. It's aged 11 years. So if you think 2001, this is nearly 20 years old now. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although it doesn't change the age, I doubt. I think when they bottle it tw- at 11 years old, I don't know yeah, if anything actually that, happens. That's it, I think, because yeah, of I the think fact that's it. that it's sealed. But I suppose... Um, <laughs> but I guess, does that count if you um, haven't got... If it's been opened, even, if you see what I mean. Because, like, if it's sealed, yeah. then it doesn't age, I guess. But if it isn't sealed, or um, then... Mm. I don't know. I, I guess Maybe. that's something to find out. Maybe, for that segment you yeah. and I were discussing, you can find that out. It, do you see? Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, so there will be potentially a new segment coming out soon. Um, but on this, it actually has really cool things on it. So it says, distillery region is Ireland. Doesn't give you any more name. It says the cask type is a first fill bourbon. So I'm guessing that it was a bourbon barrel that's been first filled with this whiskey. The car, It gives you a cask number. Number of bottles from that cask, which is nuts. 394 came from that cask. Okay. The, yeah, the date distilled was 22nd of October 2001, and it was bottled on the 5th of November 2012. Distilled and matured in Ireland, product of Ireland, bottled in Scotland. So this is as Celtic as you can get, I guess. Interesting, um, yeah. But, I, you know, because it's gone from people to people, this used to be a family cold recipe, essentially, because if you mix this particular whiskey with milk, uh, hot milk and honey, it's absolutely amazing as a cold remedy. For some reason, this whiskey just works as like a, a, a milk and a honey thing. I don't know why, it okay. just does. Um, so if it's been there. So. so It feels kind of blasphemous having it on its own. Um, but it's an, I guess you could call it a weird bit of Irish medication. But I thought I've got another bottle of it, which is, which is what I use for when I've got a cold. So I thought I'd just drink through this. It's smooth, but I've had to filter it about three times because it's had like random particulates over the year or whatever it's got in it. So it's kind right, of ratchet. So it's it's not like a new bottle that you just opened. It's like a bottle that's been kicking around. Sometimes people are drunk a little bit of it. Right, 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 right. No, okay. no one's drunk straight from the bottle. That's the one thing. Or else I would have just ditched it because I don't want yeah, anyone's yeah, backwash yeah, yeah. in there. I know that because everyone's just poured it. I don't think anyone's that bad in my family to do that. Unless this was me, like I'm drinking my own backwash from like 12 years ago. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't right, know. Yeah. However, it's a very, it's really, really good. Um, I've, I've only had like one ice cube in this. I've had a sip. It's very tasty, very enjoyable. Um, I've, and this is single malt. I'm really bad with single malts, but for some reason this is going down an absolute tree and it's going straight to my cheeks. Uh, my, my face cheeks, that is. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? What are you drinking tonight? 
Um, so I'm drinking Gentleman Jack, so the posh Jack Daniels, basically. Um, not the poshest of posh Jack Daniels. That is single barrel. Or uh, not for, like yeah, single barrel. I saw um, a single barrel for 30 quid the other day. I was very tempted. Yeah, that's what I think. I last bought one when it was that much, I think, um, which was probably about a year ago now. Um, mm. So this, yeah, I'm literally, I'm drinking it with Diet Pepsi um, because I feel like it's it. Good. Um, it's good. It's really good. It's it's really nice. It's just smooth. It's really simple. Yeah. Um, like, I can't fault it. It's really drinkable. And there's a sugary nature with Gentleman Jack as well, which I, I got it once for my birthday um, because I was yeah. like, you know, I'm Jack, Gentleman Jack, got to get it. I like uh, Jack Daniels is, tends to be my go-to uh, winter drink whenever I'm at the sure. pub. If yeah, I'm not yeah, drinking yeah. beer, I'll always get Jack and Coke or something because I do like the mix. There is, is about that sugary nature of it. Yes. Um, but there is something which is so much more sublime with that Gentleman Jack or that single cask that just runs through. Yeah. I like to have single cask on its own with a bit of ice, but with Gentleman Jack, Definitely. it's a perfect accompaniment with Coke. Like I know some it people is. are like, oh my God, you can't be having that with, with mixes. I'm like, no, definitely. That that's It feels like it's born and bred for cola. I, I would absolutely agree with that. Um, and I was just reading up on it on masterofmalt.com um, and mm. it says the main difference is that Gentleman Jack, compared to the normal one, enjoys a double mellowing as it is filtered through charcoal ah. both before being filled into the barrel and before it's bottled. Um, oh, wow. So I guess it's more refined, effectively. Um, certainly, and it says certainly good enough to enjoy on its own. And in his book, Whiskey, the Manual, Dave Broom also suggests that Gentleman Jack actually works better than regular Jack Number no. Seven in the Jack and Coke as well. So. I don't know who Dave Broom is, but I'm sure he's some kind of <laughs> person that's important in the whiskey world. But um, yeah, I would agree with that. It's, it's good. Broom review. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Nice. Um, so, so yeah, that's that's that really. So um, how was your week? Uh, yeah, it's been it's been pretty nuts. It's just been work, work, work. Um, I don't be play, able to play loads of games. However. Um, what I have done is because the internet's been, we're trying to fix the internet in my current residence, I've been mm. playing old games again that I can kind of play offline whilst talking to people in Discord. So I ended up, um, near Christmas, I tend to jump into old games like Harry Potter 1 on PC. <laughs> I'm very old school like that because it's, it's silly, but it's like a childhood thing. Um, I always do like the RuneScape holiday quests whenever they're out. Um, but uh, in this case, I've been playing Dungeon Siege 2, which I actually played at St. Bede's when me and me and Ed kind of first right. met. Right, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I've been playing this old-ass RPG from the early 2000s again, and it's really dated. All the text is so blocky. Um, but the music was done by Jeremy Soule, uh, and Jeremy Soule is the sound guy who did Oblivion, Skyrim. Um, he did Guild Wars 2. He's one of the biggest uh, gaming uh, composers of all time and I realized just jumping back into that game how much I loved his work because you know I was thinking why why is it Jeremy Soule and then I look back he also did the soundtrack for Harry Potter 1 on PC so both of those yeah. Christmas games are being composed by the same guy I was like this is excellent so I guess it could be the composer that kind of brought that together but I've actually been having real fun because when you go in it's kind of like wow where you have a system of um, a leveling system so my got a guy who's like a dual wielder with two swords and then i've got a chick who's got a bow this guy with this gigantic two-handed sword and then i've got a uh this little ice elemental and I, it's a really cool little idea where in order to make your ice elemental better you have to feed him 
weapons and items. So any weapons you don't want and you're just going to sell to yeah. a vendor, you just give it to your ice elemental and he gets even better than he already is. Um, so it's quite fun. I'm actually really enjoying it again. I, I've just looked up Jeremy Soul. And by the way, that is Soul with an E on the end, so S-O-U-L-E. Yes, that's and it. he has done a bunch of games that I have loved. So Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance, that was mm -hmm. 2001. Obviously, the first two Harry Potter games, as you mentioned, uh, Dungeon Siege 1 and 2. But the one that really jumped out at me, Star Wars Knights of Old Republic. Oh, of course. That's the one game I've not really Holy um, shit. done a huge amount of. Yeah, that... Um, don't get me wrong, it feels clunky as hell at the moment, but like... Um, it. That, that game is brilliant. Like, the storyline in that is fantastic. If we could get another game like that now, that would be amazing. Um, <laughs> and apparently some Gears of... Not Gears of War. Uh, Guild Wars and That's Metal it. Gear Solid and loads of other stuff. Interesting. Okay. Wait, Metal Gear Solid what? Uh, Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. Oh, he did do Peace Walker. Holy shit. Oh, Mist. He's like in He worked on Mr. Pandaria as well. I did not know that. That's hilarious. No. I had no idea he worked on Mists. Yeah. Mr. Soul, a drink for yourself. Well done. Yeah. I didn't know he did that. Mr. Pack, sorry for the clicking. Mr. Pandaria, Jeremy Soul. What track did he do? Oh, no, he just did. Wow, yeah. Dread like Wastes. All of it. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um. Oh, so cool. This Sorry, episode brought like you by Jeremy Soul. Jeremy Soul. <laughs> <laughs> it's that, that's, that should be the title for the show. Speaks to the soul with an E on the end. Yep, yep, that's it. Um, I'm going to put that in there now before I forget. The nice thing is my little so, crappy MacBook keyboard is really uh, quiet. <laughs> yeah, it's on a laptop today, I believe. Yeah, um... Yeah, I'm doing the record from another bedroom. Hopefully, I won't have to so do that. So, what about so what about you? Um, well, I just want to catch people up because I don't remember the last time when we recorded. Had you moved? Because you have now moved, right? Yeah. So I wasn't moved before. I wasn't moved before. Great English, Jack. Um, so yeah, I'm still great. still at my home address, and then I moved to basically right outside where I work now. Yeah. Um, and I've been here for about I think nearly three three weeks so i've nearly been here a month now it feels like it's been such a long time since we did our last show but so much yeah. has changed for me since then um and you know once I've, I've once i've been in this location for three months i'm actually moving back to copthorne where kind of i was originally and i'll be there again um so i'm kind of darting around a bit but that i'll be at that location for quite some time then um so i'll have my my own desk back in place i'm kind of like yourself yeah. ed i'm on this small desk in this uh it's actually quite a big room but the desk is small so i've not even got enough i'm so used to having my arms so wide apart when i'm playing games yeah, 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 yeah. and i have no room at all i'm like i'm like i don't know i'm just squidged together but um it, it's cool um it's different but it is cool and i'm lucky that the people i'm living with are quite nice as well good so that's that's what's changed as well so Ellie, you're no longer at home you are sharing with three randomers i think it is is it two or three yeah yeah three yeah um uh, yeah, so yeah. so yeah um and new job so yeah what I, I have been well i've been going to work for the last few weeks um and i haven't had much to do so i i got quarantined <laughs> um and i can't remember if that's 
before or after the last show. I literally can't remember what we've done since there, but um, I got quarantined for like 10 days after I came back from the Lake District. Um, and so at the beginning of those 10 days, Kristen and I decided that we should buy a Switch because we were going to be stuck inside for another 10 days. And basically since then, we have not stopped playing Breath of the Wild, um, which is <laughs> the current Zelda game for the Switch. And it is just fantastic. And I just want to point out, like, like Kristen has never played, like, what I would call proper games properly. So, like, she'll have played, like, Mario Kart before. Um, and that was one of the requirements we had to get Mario Kart, so we did. Um, but she's never really played, like, proper games. And she's, I mean, literally, as we speak, she's playing Zelda right now in the other room. Um, <laughs> and the Switch itself is an absolutely brilliant console. I love the way they've put that together. And I know I'm, like, literally three years late to this. Um, or maybe even four, but it's just brilliant. The way it's portable, then it's not, and the controller split in half, I think it's brilliant. Um, it's good fun. It seems so versatile, and all the games on it seem so either useful and great, or they've just had... So, it's, it's, that, it's that complete devotion of care that I find with those yes. products. Um, and I don't have one myself, just for the sake of anyone you know that's wondering why I'm talking about this. It's not like a promotion, because I mm. haven't done it myself, but at the same point, seeing it from an outsider's perspective, being able to kind of transport that onto another screen and play like Mario, that Mario yeah. game, which looks amazing on it, being able to play it, like the, the versatility of it is what games, what made games so cool back in the day. You remember when you used to go over to someone's party, like house and do a LAN party? Um, the fact that you can do it with even more ease nowadays, you can share the same console, have two little mini controllers, like Ed was telling yep. me a little bit earlier. That's awesome. There's so much thought and innovation in that. Um, and that's what is that it kind of captures to me that original essence of what games are. It's not grinding away yeah. your hours. It's doing something and actually enjoying that time that you're spending doing it. Um, and that's why I find so dear about that, considering that you're both so encapsulated in the game during a time where you don't have much else to do. That is yeah. so important. Definitely. And, and that's it. Like, Christian was like, I actually get it. Like, I, I get the whole just escaping into another world thing now um because because originally when, when we got it um and by the way yes this is meant to be a new show we all get to that in a minute we're gonna go into gaming shortly <laughs> anyway so it's irrelevant um we so Kristen was actually having to work from home for some of the some of the time that we were actually quarantined so obviously during the week um but i was playing zelda on the tv while she was working next to me like on her laptop and so she saw me what like play it for like a good week or so before she then decided to try it out herself like in her own save and i have to say and i'll explain it later but the the way it handles different users and their save games is also fantastic like it's it's Ooh. totally separate but it's the same thing it's brilliant um <laughs> so so that was pretty cool so yeah it's just been it's just been really really good um and frankly given that my work has kind of completely died but i still have to be there because somehow we're an essential business but we're not because we sell my times i don't know um, so we're, we're there, but there's no customers because they can't come in and nobody wants to buy anything now because why would they? Yeah, it's bad. Um, but oh, well, that's that. It's, it's a weird <laughs> paradigm. It's like for me, it's all hands on deck for you. It's like, yeah. can I can I get more hands, please? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I need we need a bigger deck because there's there's literally <laughs> I'm not going down that rabbit hole anyway. So that, that's that. Um, should, should we do some news? Should we, should we jump into this? Hell yeah, yeah. Let's grab into it. Um, yeah, absolutely. 
This week in gaming. I think we'll try and find a thing for that. Yeah, we we need to do things for that. I know, Frasley, thank you. You did send us some and we need to actually use them. I also need to find where those are, but we also need different ones. So if anybody is actually listening to this and also wants to send us some like bumpery things, great. If not, we're going to figure them out shortly. Honestly, to be honest, the great thing about this is that you could just chuck anything as a hodgepodge and we'll probably use it because it's funny. Yeah. And that's what we kind of yeah, yeah, like. Yeah. I mean, I've literally got a sign created by Slackers Morgan in the corner which says Jack's yes. my professional slacker. So that kind of tells you everything about our yep, <laughs> plan that's it. at the moment. That's the one. So, yeah, into gaming, um, good sir. It's on the floor because it's this weekend gaming! Yes, indeed. All right. So the first thing we're going to do is we are going to watch a trailer. So this is the official Cyberpunk 2027. No. Uh, 2020. No, 2077. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Numbers. That's how that works. Um, 2077 gameplay trailer. So we're going to watch this now. Um, we will leave the recording running and then we'll come back to you once we have watched it. So let's And I'd go suggest watch it, also that you that, that you pause this and you watch it oh, as yeah. well, just so you can kind of stick with us and you know what the hell's going on. Yeah, I, but, I will put the link in the show notes. Anyway, three, two, one, clear. Click. Okay. Yep. Oh, I like that. Yep. The dark future. I like those cars. So this That's looks like a combination so cool. of two games I've played already. Doom and GTA. <laughs> Rage 3. No, Rage 2 even. And Crackdown. Ooh, arms. I'll <laughs> <laughs> oh, bet it is. Cyber cultists. Mmm. Can I create my own cult? Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's scary. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just saw a P90. Oh, revolver, I'm sold. Intriguing. I'm yep. sold. Revolver to the face with a robot. Oh! What? Oh, there he is. <laughs> Johnny Silverhand? John Wick intensifies. Killed my dog. <laughs> awesome. I'm all about that. Yes. Yes. Ooh. Nice. Nice. I like the look of that a lot. Yeah, me too. Do I pre-order wow. it? Wow. Oh, okay, so... Fuck. Perception, like, already? Yeah. Um, yes, please. <laughs> wow, yeah. Uh, do you know what? When Then they're showing that all the things, like customised cars, I was like, yep, I like that. I like customising cars. Customising mm -hmm. uh, bikes, awesome. That sounds great to me. You can go to nightclubs, roller coasters, all this extra thing, like an actual city yep. that feels like a city. To me, that's just awesome. If I want to make my guy, I mean, I'm not going to lie, I'm probably going to be a bit of a villain. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> making yeah, my yeah. own, like, Dodge Charger, go around, gun someone, get the money, go on a roller coaster with their body in the sidecar. I'm a bit sadistic <laughs> like that when I play games. Yeah. Um, just because it's it's kind of funny, you can get away with that sort of stuff in games. Um, that that showed me so much. There's customization for days. There's customization for yeah. you. There's customization for everything. There's these little facets, but it doesn't feel overbearing. It feels fun. Like, I can be that guy who goes around in a cool-ass suit, um, you know, with blades and a pistol and just like... Psh. And that be it. Yeah, and that's, that's, and that's cool. That. I like the look of that. I think I think it's going to be interesting. So, so mm -hmm. listeners, you will have just heard, because I'm going to do like, I guess, like a supercut of just the, our brief comments while we were actually watching it. 
So they will make more sense that when you watch it. The interesting thing was at one point we both went ooh at exactly the same time. Yeah. Because there was like a big Terminator looking skeleton robot thing, um, which was cool as fuck. That's fun. exactly it. Um, that was so fucking sweet. Yeah. yeah so that was that was pretty cool. <laughs> It reminded me of Quake 3 on the Nintendo 64 because I was kind of scared right. of that as a kid. And there was this monster in it called the Tank. And he was huge. Let me see. Uh, Quake 3 well. Tank. But when you came across him in this like hallway, even though he looks te- like really bad. Oh, sorry, it's Quake 2. Okay. You came across tank. him. Um, he was like terrifying as a kid when oh, I saw okay. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, like he, he gave, looked like he gave a, me those a vibes. shitty Iron Man. Um, That's it. He looks like <laughs> a shitty polygonal Iron Man. But you know when what? I was it a looks, kid, it reminds I was like, me of like a Dark Iron Dwarf Iron Man. That's what it looks like to me. I can see why you think that. Actually, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he anyway. kind of reminded me of that guy, and I got that weird flicker of fear <laughs> when cool. I saw that guy. I was like. Love it. <laughs> And that's awesome. I was like, I want to kind of be scared, but I want I want to be able to think, I really want to take that guy down as well. I don't know who he is, I just want to take him down. Same. I have no idea who it is, but I love it. Um, that's so cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to be getting it. I, I actually don't I'm know how much it's going to be, it. but that's... Um, so, So yeah, that's, that's the gameplay trailer. I definitely recommend watching that. Um, it will tell you if you want to play that. And Man, I'm definitely putting that on my SD. Everybody is going to be able to play that um because i mean the system requirements are pretty reasonable but it's gonna be tough i think like they've been very generous with system requirements but i think you're gonna struggle like the most they recommend that you need is a 1060 so So, uh, yeah that's good then you're fine but and i'm fine because i would say i'm sort of on par with that but it's I think it's still going to run like like it's being played on a potato if you've got that. I, I don't know. I reckon so. I Because I've only got 16 gigs of RAM, and that RAM is old memory. And I've got mm. an old motherboard. And although the graphics card's always been updated, and I've always yeah. got like new peripherals, and this, this Pro G mouse has been sick, I've not, I've not upgraded the actual computer in ages. And until I've kind of moved and settled in, I don't have enough to be able to do upgrades. I will, when I yeah, do that, sure. I'm going to do a video. And... Potentially by that point, lockdown will be over, so I might actually be able to visit you and put it together as a bit of a laugh mm, and make mm. a video on it I've been thinking about. Well, but, hopefully, um, yeah, because I'll be doing the same soon. Um, I, I'm cool. going to be doing a new graphics card, a monitor, with, and a power supply, because I have to. Um, and then... Uh, uh, we'll talk about this in a minute in tech news, but you can't get what you want at the moment, which is uh, upsetting, but hey. Um, anyway, yeah. let's uh, let's move on to PS5 shipping delay. PS5, not PS5, uh, PS5 shipping delays. Because it'd be fat. Because yeah. um, it'd be fat. Basically, uh, so for example, uh, Game, who are literally GME, they are a big retailer here in the UK. Um, they... They sent an email out to a lot of people that bought the PS5 and went, hey, it's going to be delayed because Yodel. Um, Yodel are a delivery company that are... Basically, they were struggling for capacity with with the PS5, and it is apparently quite chunky. So the first thing Empire, so as in Empire the Film Magazine that also reviews games, do is in, in their like title, subtitle, they're always... They're like, it is fucking massive. Obviously, they don't Dude, say it's hang fucking on, massive. I'm putting this in mm. Slack. As, uh, we've got a hidden channel called Slack of Secret, which... No one can get access to. Uh, I put, put in it. Like, look at the PS3 compared Holy to the shit. PS5. <laughs> look how big that is in comparison. 
That's hilarious. That is chunk. Interesting. Okay. All right. Um, do you know what? A, I think like a... post that in the tech channel short. No, post it oh. in gaming technically. That is literally a tower. Look how fat it is. Uh, look at that beast. Which looks like I'm pointing at the PS3 Slim. So hang on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I see. no, I can't okay. edit it. Never mind. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to leave it because um, it's funny. Yeah, it's chunky as hell. It's that's that's massive. I mean, honestly, what I think it is is partly due to the slightly odd design and yeah. slightly because they need some cooling. Yes. The more I was surface. That. So these new chips that are in there so it's a very similar graphics card type thing in both the ps5 and the xbox um both amd um they i i gotta be honest the more powerful things are the more hot they get the hotter they get um so i reckon it's got something to do with that um and they're packing a lot of stuff into here so plus obviously discs and stuff as well um but i don't think the discless version of the ps5 sorry the digital version of the ps5 is much smaller. I think it's just slightly skinnier. Um, now, how the feck are you supposed to lie that PS5 down? That's what I was thinking, because that's what I liked about my PS3. I could put my PS3 down, I can put my PlayStation 4 on top of that, because it's got like a yeah. soft, soft shell top. Unless I'm playing a heavy game like uh, Metal Gear Solid uh, 4, and then I'll pr probably put the PS4 down, because I know that can heat it quite some bit. Mm, um, mm. I don't tend to bother. It's the same with the PS4. I know it can get quite heated if I'm playing a get another Metal Gear Solid game. Surprise, surprise. Yep. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 5. Um, but with that one, it's very difficult, because what I liked is that... I'll probably do this in the future. I want like a games cabinet where I've got a big TV, mm, and then beneath mm. it I can, have my, I can have a Nintendo 64, all my Playstations, which I've saved throughout the years. I've still got my original PlayStation 2 as well. I want to keep that for the sake of Same. and just have yep. that all kind of hooked up and ready and whenever I want to because it's cool to be able to dive into old games like Nightfire and stuff like that um, or Jack and Daxter in your case yeah you know yep. um, I know that well actually I know you can play PS1 games on PlayStation 3 but you can't do PS2 games because there's that weird cross compatibility bullshit yeah um, there's a weird thing <clears throat> that happened with that isn't there yeah it's Sony um, but yeah that's mm. that and it's just it is interesting um, but yeah no with that chunky boy you're going to have to have a separate cabinet on its own that is massive I don't know how that will run if you set it on its side if that will be a factor at all I, I seem to remember that people saying that you could lie it down and there is a way but like maybe you take off that base plate that you can see in your picture and then it's not there have we seen the um, last of PS Slims do you know what I, I think we might have done because that is huge. I mean, think about it, though, she actually, because based on your picture alone, we've already seen the last of it, because the PS4 is smaller than the PS4 Pro. Yes, that's true. And But let's face it, the PS4 was a very sleek console, all things considered. I also do really like... The thing I do like about it is the look of the PS5 controller, and I know there's been some controversy about it. Yep, yep, I, I, I agree, it's pretty cool. It's just It just looks sleek. It's really nice. Yeah. Sorry, I've gone well, off from tangent no, there. No, no, um, Right, so PS5, we've done, we've done Cyberpunk, we've done PS5. All right. Shadowlands. Yeah, so Shadowlands is coming out on the uh, 23rd. So it's the 20th today, as that will be on Monday next week. Um, really? Is it that soon? 
I think it's the 23rd. Uh, let me double check nice. that whilst we're on air. Shit, if that's the case, November. I better play something soon. November 23rd, Shadowlands. Click. Global release times. Yep, Shadowlands. There we go. Shadowlands arrives November 23rd. Um, All right. So there we fine. go. And um, so for anyone who's thinking about it, Shadowlands, or anyone who's new to the show, Shadowlands is a World of Warcraft expansion. Me and Ed are prolific World of Warcraft fans who mm, are playing mm. on and off. I've been playing Classic, which is another version of that. Uh, Shadowlands is the new expansion that's coming out, and there's a thing that happens with this game where every few years you get one bad expansion or ish expansion and they have one absolute belter so the community is hoping that this is that belter that reinvigorates yeah. the player base um, and if it doesn't then it might have some serious implications moving forward because people just drop off like flies and find other games other MMOs Cyberpunk 2077 is going to be coming and yeah, smashing yeah, everyone yeah, in the sure. face yeah, yeah, yeah. you know or GTA 5 is going to come up with something new that people will be hooked on as it always does and has done for the last god knows how many years hopefully it'll be fucking GTA 6 Christ like, <laughs> stop flogging so. a dead horse yeah, I hope so. Um, but you know, I mean, so it is, it, it's a big... I wouldn't say it's this last chance loan because it's always been going and whenever somebody yeah. says WoW's dead, it doesn't really die. Um, but especially for someone like me who's now having to become... I've been forced to become a um, casual gamer due to life circumstances. It's going to be interesting how much time I can put into it, how much I'm going to enjoy it, what I want to do. There'll be different covenants. So you could join a group that satisfies your weird need. Like you've got one where they're like vampires, one where they're like plague people. Yeah. Um, Bastion. So they're all angels and stuff. Um, the kind of weird fae, if you're into the whole night elfy. Um, kind of moony moony's not the right word moon kind <laughs> of like culty thing i don't know it's cool there's loads of different things you can do and the the um expansion shows promise uh but we won't know until we play it and it's coming out on monday so that's gonna be great fun yep that's very soon so so have you played any of the um pre-patch stuff I played a bit, and it was an absolute delight going back to the Argent Crusade uh, tournament grounds. Yeah, right. That's one of my favourite <laughs> bits of content, and I loved, I loved earning all the shirts for the different factions and going out and earning the Crusader title. I know loads of people hated the raid because it was all in the same place and it was particularly boring to them, but I loved the entire idea of going to a big tournament and jousting Absolutely. and all the like. One of the dailies was literally jousting an enemy horseman and getting used to that little mini game. I actually really enjoyed that. Um, so going back to that Argent tournament ground was actually awesome, I'll be honest. How did you feel yeah, about it? Because yeah. you, you've done more than me, because you've actually done the whole entire going out into Ice Crown and killing mobs. Yeah, so I would suggest that you that now is the time, maybe over like the weekend now, to just hop in and do the quests. Um, there aren't a lot of quests. I was particularly disappointed the first week when um, it took me like 15 minutes to do the actual quests. I mean, it's probably longer than that, but like the the actual storyline quests were just horrendously short. I felt, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say spoilers now because if you haven't seen the cinematics that relate to this pre patch, um, I guess skip forward a couple of minutes, but or just watch them or listen to what I've got to say because whatever. Um, <laughs> but here we go. So, in the cinematic that you get when you talk to your faction leader. For me, it was Gen Grey Main because I'm Alliance. You see a cinematic where all of the Alliance people apparently get captured. So I saw Jaina, I saw Anduin, which you definitely see him get captured. And I saw 
I can't even remember who I saw from the Horde. I think I saw Bane, maybe? Bane Bloodtooth? Have you yes. seen this one? I think... Oh, I've, I've seen the one where uh, Anduin gets uh, caught. Right, no, you see, that's exactly it. So this is it. So the whole cinematic, I thought just Anduin had got killed or taken. But it turns out all four people you see in that thing have been taken. Oh, I so didn't like, know that. Yeah, right, exactly. I only learned this by following the storyline a bit longer. And Gen's like, we will rescue all the people that were taken, like Jaina and da 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 da. And it's like, wait, wait what? Jaina got taken as well? Like, you didn't make that clear in the cinematic. It was like, hey, this person saw, exists, that person exists, and I this saw, person I saw like exists. Kaylee, by I the saw Kaelia Menethil, and she's like a yeah, ghost now. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I was yeah, like, what yeah, the yeah, hell? Yeah. And I dived into it a bit, and I was like, oh, okay, she died somehow, and now she's undead, but they kind of are cool with it. I'm like, uh, it, oh, do, yeah. Do you know what you need to read? The book you need to read for that. Um, the what, uh, Tides of War, which I've still got in my possession. <laughs> is that the is that the current one? I can't remember. That, I don't know. Is that it's the, the one, one just that you lent me? I think that's the one. I, read that, because Kaylia is definitely in that one. <clears throat> um, and that I think explains some of that. Fair enough. <laughs> um, do you know the other day? Actually, just side side note, I I read Arthur's, which is the oh, nice. Lich King book, which. I hadn't realised quite how well timed that was because going back to Northrend in this this particular expansion, but yeah, definitely play through the quest lines. It won't take you very long. You get to kill a very major character only, I think, for them to come back in the expansion. And I think we have sent him to where he wants to go. Oh, he said him. Who could that possibly be? Ooh. It did feel good too. I, I don't like that. It, it I don't, did. I'm not a big fan yeah. of his character. This no. character is an absolute... It's bad piece of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that's what's happening. I think if, if you're a wild person, if you got an active sub, go play the new stuff. Um, so I'm curious. So, so you're a classic player who mm-hmm. was actively playing stuff in classic and nearly always in classic. Are you going to be jumping in Shadowlands Day 1? Absolutely. So what's happened is uh, everyone's gearing up for Naxxramas. I've not had any time to really get the prerequisites sure. down, which is quite mighty. You have to spend a lot of time grinding rep in for the Argent Dawn. You've got to get all these items, which I'm too poor to afford because I haven't had time to grind. Um, so, you know, I spent a year, a good long time, trying to get this game to the point where I could do Naxxramas and actually complete Classic, as it were. And I probably won't for some months now. So my my guild will probably complete it, and I won't be there, which will be quite sad for the final that first final kill. Um, but hey ho, that's life. I'm you know it's it's just a video game at the end of the day. Um, but because of that, I have been looking at other things that I can dive into, and Shadowlands is really appealing to me because um, with my current work, that shut off valve at the end of the night is very hard to attain if you're just playing the same games you have for ages. Finding yeah. something particularly meaty to get your head into, like you guys have been with Zelda, is something I've lacked for quite some time. So being able to really delve into this new world, either I don't know whether I'm going to play a holy priest or I'm going to play a rogue. Um, who knows? I've enjoyed both characters, I guess. I've never played as a healer for an expansion or just I've played Shadow for years. I might just be I dive into Shadow for that as well, but we'll see. Um, yeah, but yeah. Def- definitely I'll be playing that because I think... You know, you pay one subscription, you get both games, which is excellent. Yes, yeah. Um, I'd really love that. Um, but the fact is, you know, that's going to be the new juicy thing. And I just find myself, with a lot of the other things that are going on for me in this, uh, in, in my current 
uh, guild. I just, I, it's, it's, I'm finding it less enjoyable now. I think that Shadowlands is going to be fun until TBC hits in the summer. I just want to stop there. You said TBC hits in the summer. Is that actually happening? Did I miss that? I, th I think that the Burning Crusade is going to happen. So we've got like a BlizzCon thing happening at some point, an online BlizzCon, COVID BlizzCon thing yeah. that's going to happen. Yeah. And everyone knows or everyone has been talking about TBC Classic happening because it's a continuation. The real thing is how that's going to happen. So, mm, yeah. for instance, you know, I think everyone's begging for a TBC Classic because everyone loves that. Um, I really want to play um, Shadow Priest for that, um, which is why I'm levelling a Priest at the moment. Um, however, it's how it's going to be done. So maybe it is that if you have a 60 on the current realm, you can then, you know, the Classic servers will be put to one side, the Classic Classic mm -hmm. servers. Mm -hmm. And then for TBC, you just copy your 60 character across to the new server and you play like that. Alternatively, they could just reset it and say, hey, fuck you, everyone just start again. We don't care, everyone just start again, see what happens. I'd um, be that amazed that if they do that. Yeah, me too, because, you know, you've also got people who'd want to play Blood Elves. Now, the problem is, if you want to play any of the new classes, like a Blood Elf Paladin, you're going to have to start from level one anyway. So there will be people who are level 70 um, by the time that you're not even 60. Um, so oh, there for is a sure. Bit of a, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a discrepancy. Now, Blizzard aren't ones for giving you out free character, uh, you know, race transfer or um, anything like that, so... <clears throat> it's going to be an interesting thing. I think that's going to be the big next step for that game is finding out how they're going to do the next part. And I'm looking forward to it because TBC means that I won't have to spend hours and hours trying to grind for gold. I can do dailies. There's so much more yeah. I can sink my teeth yeah, into. Yeah, a lot changed in that, definitely. Um, I, all I know is that if I step back into it, which I probably won't. Oh, so sorry. I'm sat like far away from the <laughs> microphone and I keep coming back. I know, I know it's going to sound weird, but hey. I can um, hear you fine. Yeah, I, I just I know the level is going to be weird in the edit, but hey, fine. Um, I know that if I play Burning Crusade, I will not be playing an arms warrior because that sucked fucking balls. <laughs> and I that's when I switched to Fury was when halfway through TBC they released like dual two-handed weapons, and since then I've never gone back to arms. So hey, we'll see. Um, yeah. But but that would mean I actually have to play classic, and I haven't. Or I get to play Burning Crusade and start a level 58 character. I don't know. We'll see. I hope something like that happens. That'd be so much better. Or something similar. Even if it's like you start off at level 40, yeah. it's at least a preliminary. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, okay, all right. Um, cool, movies yeah. and TV time, I do believe. Um, all right, Anonymous TV. Bat. Talk us through something. So... Um, I've been watching a lot of TV because of the uh, internet problems I've had at my location and one thing I have been watching is The Crown season 4. So The Crown is uh, been on Netflix for quite some time and it's about the journey of Queen Elizabeth II um, and it's gone through different iterations. So the first actress who played Queen Elizabeth... Oh, <coughs> I think Craig Oh my god, we just lost Craig. We've what? lost Craig. Hang on, hold the phone. <coughs> um, that was weird. Um... Craig is our recording bot that we use to record a botch job version of the show. Um, yeah. And then Ed um, spins his classically amazing editing fingers all over boop. the show. Boo doo boo. Oh. Oh, is he joining? Oh, I don't know. Is he? Okay, Craig's not back. Um, <coughs> hang on, I might have to make him leave first. One moment, please. Wait, one moment. Craig is dead. Um, Craig. Craig's dead. But he's he's already gone. What happened, Craig? 
Now leaving. Is Craig. he even? Yeah, he is in the server. Okay. Craig. My name is Craig. I record your show. Is he in Slacker's recording? No, he's gone. Right, we'll just continue the show without Craig. It's fine. Like I've got the beginning. That'll be fine. We'll we'll be fine. Your <coughs> audacity is still recording, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fine. Whatever. Carry on. Sorry for that technical uh, hiccup there. Carry on. Blurp. So the crown. Sorry. <coughs> God. Suddenly. Blurp. So this show. Um, each season, it tends to have a new actress. Apart from the later season, they stuck with. Um, oh, who's the actress name? She won a. Uh, she won an Oscar. I've heard, I've heard of her because it's been like a big thing. Olivia Coleman, her name is. That's it. Sorry. So in the first ones, when Queen Elizabeth is young, it's played by Claire Foy, who's a very well-known actress, beautiful, brilliant actress. Um, when she's older, she's played by Olivia Coleman, and in um, season four, they concentrate on the. Uh, Diana storyline and how she's brought in and it's oh <laughs> Craig's come back fucking Craig yeah fucking Craig um, still uh, the main point of the uh, it's it's just awesome seeing that there's there's a continuation and there's still that fan base of it and how it's actually produced is just marvellous because they're actual historical events um, sure with a touch of dramatisation like there's one one of the episodes I watched recently I won't give too much away but it has happened in history so good luck mm. is when the queen had a visitor to her bedroom so this one guy who was Ooh. very upset with how everything was going on managed to find a way now here's the amazing thing i didn't know about this i thought it was the one time the guy managed to get into her bedroom no he managed to get into her bedroom twice but she wasn't there the first time so this guy managed to find oh. a way into buckingham palace find out where she was sleeping exited they knew he was that they knew he was there he'd been spotted but they didn't know who he was and they just put it down to bad security when she was finally cited to being in buckingham palace he then went in there again and then she wakes up to find this random guy sat at the seat of her bed can you imagine That's, like that, that is insane like and how, as a sovereign of a country yes that's that's bad times that that should not have happened <laughs> So it's a, it's a really good episode, and the series in total is just... The cinematography is beautiful. The actors and actresses they've got playing, the roles that they're playing are actually good. Helen Bonham Carter is um, the Queen's sister, Mar Margaret, Queen, um, Princess Margaret. Um, and the person they've got playing Diana is just phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Um, so for anyone who is kind of like uh, just, you know, looking for something to watch, I suggest you start watching The Crown. It's really good series. It's been beautifully done and it's got a certain amount of historicity, historical nature to it, should I say, sorry. Um, really, really good show. Um, and now on to one that we can talk about, which is Mandalorian. Yeah. All right. So okay. So... Uh most of you will know, but The Mandalorian Season 2 is out. Um, I am actually only two episodes in, I think. Um, I think I'm now two episodes in. I think we're the same place. Timothy Oliphant was in it. Who? Um, he, Timothy. He oh, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So... No, we're not going to spoil it because it's very current. So I, that's that's as far as I've got. I think there's probably another episode out, at, at least one, maybe two, because it is Friday today that we're recording. Um, so it's been great. I am so glad to go back into it. And what what is up? He's that guy from... Oh, what was that? Is, is he the guy from that film where the guy does, makes the sex tape? 
and he's like one of the guys <laughs> in it. That's a really weird way of saying it. Uh, God, why is that? What? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It must be. He looks like that guy. No vacancies. Oh, fuck, I need to look this up. The girl next door, he is. He's that guy. That's awesome. I didn't know that. Do you know the film The Girl Next Door with um, had Alicia Cuthbert? Had Alicia Cuthbert. Yeah, Timothy Oliphant's in that. I saw him and I was like, I know those eyebrows. That guy's in that film. He's got a very specific, he's got a very particular face. I know those eyebrows. Yes, <laughs> it's yeah, like he does. Jack Black. Yeah. It's like Jack Black. Yeah, yeah. The girl next door, Timothy Oliphant. Click, boom. There he is. He looks like Ace Ventura. He looks like a modern age. Yeah, 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 yeah. He does yeah. kind of tie that in. He, that's it. That's him. That's hilarious. I never thought of that. Sorry, I just saw him in a Wikipedia article. I was like, holy shit! I know that guy from somewhere else. Do you know what's funny? So I I know him from Santa Clarita Diet. Which is another Netflix show. Oh, sorry, another Netflix show. A Netflix show because this is not Netflix, and that was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. So, so yeah, it was it was an interesting one seeing him in that role. Um, but he was great. He was really good in this. Um, so yeah, the, it's for you, Jack. You've been watching it pretty much straight through, right? So you watched season one yeah. into season two, near enough. I literally watched it in one weekend. I could not stay away from it. Um, I loved it. It felt very cowboyy. Um, but I love that even more. I like the idea of kind of how the progression is and how this guy's gaining new abilities and all these new things. I'm geeking out over certain parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, and more, it even was more so. You know, I'm sure you've had this as being ex-entertainment uh, industry sort of yourself, but for me as well, looking at ex-VFX, watching this, I was blown away. I was like, these are. this is an hour long. This is like a feature yeah. film. The amount of uh, effects in it, especially in season two, that budget just went... <laughs> straight through holy yeah. crap there's this one episode I'm not going to spoil it for anyone because I want you to watch it um, there's there's this there's this big beast essentially well I'll, I'll say that much because it'll yep. be very it'll be very much you'll know this straight away the amount of CGI that went into that scene and there must have been about god 200 300 shots maybe no not that much yeah. maybe maybe 100 to 200 shots that is a phenomenal amount of work and it all looks so damn good. Um, it looks so good to the point that I hadn't even considered that it wasn't real up till right this second. Do you see what I mean? Like, I hadn't considered yeah, yeah. it wasn't a real thing that they went and filmed. Like, the same as filming a horse. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was it's, amazing. It's, it's, it's incredible when you think that that is the power of the money that Disney has behind itself to be able to then push that fit that sort of thing for me i was like okay if disney are taking over the star wars franchise i want to see that money put into it i want to see something come out of that that's the first time i've looked at that and i was like good there we go that's exactly what i want to see i want to see high budget kick ass great star wars content and that's just fed that in reams i think i watched the episode twice actually because i was like i want to look at those scenes again just to see that just to see that coolness, yeah. just to see the individual tiny little elements that I know someone slaved hours over to get that looking as perfect as it has. Um, and for me, I was like, that's that's worth its weight in gold. Um, because, you know, when, when, you, when we make films, those films are permanent. You know, people, actors and actresses die, but what they've left on screen and what has been left in terms of artistry does remain for us to watch in the future. It's so important. Yeah. I mean, that's absolutely it. I think that this, this has been brilliant like i've absolutely loved it um I, I think it's don't get me wrong i want to watch more of it i just haven't had the time but i'm 
up for making the time for this thing so compared to something like uh, Star Trek Discovery where I the first season yep I was like all, all about it I was like yeah let's watch me it me too there's been what two or three seasons since then I haven't watched them I've not done I, that either at all I, I, no. I started watching season two and then I just didn't yep I fell off a bit so, I don't know why no I don't know why either because I loved the first season and it was great um, but here we are so but yeah Mandalorian <laughs> season two is out keep watching it yeah um, I don't know what this next one is ah so this is also on Netflix um, but I'm sure you can <laughs> um, so this is a show called Barbarian and it is totally up my fucking street it's about the Roman potent- attempted conquest of Gaul um, not Gaul not Gaul Germania sorry should I say I'll, I'll re- rephrase that so now here's the amazing thing so when I first started watching this show, I noticed that Netflix had it in some weird American translation. And I was like, well, the people sound different. Um, so you see all these like Celtics. So it's basically about this Celtic tribe or Celtic tribes against the Romans. And the Romans go into this village and like, we demand more grain. We demand all this extra shit for Rome and for the Roman army. And you can see the Germans are, or the Germanic tribes are very angry about that. And they're pissed off. I was like, why are they all speaking in this like very fancy American accent? It's like, you must bow before Rome. I'm not bowing before Rome. And I was like, this doesn't sound right. I took off the um, uh, the English-generated subs. And what was so amazing was that the Germans speak in German and the Romans speak in Latin. It's incredible. What? It's incredible. I was gobsmacked for at least, like, th- it must have been 10 or 15 seconds. I was like, holy crap. They've done the entire script in Latin, and they've done the the rest is all in German. It was an absolute dream. So I've been watching this, and it's just it sounds it gives it so much more punch, and it makes it feel so much more real. And it's actually quite fun to watch. You don't have to know anything about the Roman Empire. You don't have to know anything about the Celtic tribes to get into the storyline and to kind of be a part of it. Um, it's just awesome. It's basically, I guess you could say, like a rebel story, almost Star Wars esque, but set in the time where the Romans were trying to conquer Germania. Um, and I'm sure it probably end in the Battle of Teutoburg Forest, but I'll leave anyone who's aspiring historians out there to yep. uh, look that up. I'm sure anyone would have kind of heard briefly about that. But yeah, no, honestly, dude, it's really good fun. Um, I'm just so psyched that they're getting them to speak Latin and their gear looks awesome and it's gritty. It's fun. It just is awesome. I was quite gobsmacked watching it. I've not finished it yet because I've actually kind of cherished each episode at right. a time where I'm really mellowed. And I'm doing nothing else. I'm not like watching TV for the sake of watching TV. I'm like, I want to watch this episode of Barbarian. So yeah, definitely suggest it. It's great. The um, show quality is great. I just love the use of languages. It's so unique. Um, heavily suggested. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I, I have to have a look at that because, like, even, even if I don't watch it all, I want to see what the concept is with the whole uh, Latin and German thing because that's um, that's different. Uh, take off those English um, those English dubs, put on those English subs, and take off that and just listen to the language. It's awesome. Yeah. So I just want to make so that that's what I thought was happening. So there is there is a, a dubbed version. Sorry, yes. Then the non-dubbed version, and then you can also put the subtitles on so you can actually understand what the fuck's going on in case you don't have yes. to speak Latin. That's it. <laughs> nice. Okay, which I, all right. Which I don't. No, um, I didn't think anybody <laughs> could, but hey, here we are. So, uh, well, all right, let's move on to Tekken News. 
Yes. Um, the tech news. Tech news. Um, tech news. All right. Graphics cards. Yes. Um, all right. So I mentioned earlier when we were talking about Cyberpunk 2077, um, I want to upgrade stuff soon. So basically, NVIDIA have recently launched the RTX um, 3000 series. So the 3070, 3080 and mostly the 3090 exist um they were really hard to come by when they were launched and frankly it's still the same i i was curious i looked for the last week i have not been able to get one even if i wanted one um from anywhere in the uk the only place you can get them is if you buy a pre-built system from say alienware or or any of the other manufacturers that do a pre-built system that happen to have a card damn amd have decided to launch their new graphics card finally and the theory was that they were going to compete very well. And so this is the 68,000. Nope. How do you say that many numbers? Six out. <laughs> what? 6,800. 6, that's what I. Six, yeah, 6,800. <clears throat> that's what I'm trying to say. Um, so the 6,800 and the 6,800 XT, the XT variant being the better one. Now, the trouble is. We were promised this would not be a paper launch. There will actually be graphics cards. So it's not just like, hey, on paper, there's two exists in the world. They will actually be, you know, purchasable by people. Well, bollocks oh. to that. Um, <laughs> they they didn't exist because very few people were actually able to get them. Um, and it seems to be the case across the world and will continue to be the case for a little while, at least. Um, again, I looked. I couldn't buy one even if I wanted to. Um, for this whole last few days I've been looking because it's something I will be doing soon and basically they're great um, they are really good but this is AMD's first generation of ray tracing so ray tracing um, for those that don't know is basically all to do with how the lighting is done within a game um, and other bits and pieces like that so ray tracing is real-time ray tracing um, that so is where good. NVIDIA get the RTX thing from. Um, <clears throat> and it's a great feature to have. And the trouble is, not much stuff was compatible with ray tracing. Um, and it was the first gen. NVIDIA really fixed that when they kind of released the 3000 series. And now it's like watching AMD do an NVIDIA all over again and kind of release a first gen product. Um, so it's fine. Like, so they're basically, they're really competitive if you don't care about ray tracing. Like, they're really, really good cards. They're probably the best graphics cards AMD has ever, like, released, and they're just as competitive as the NVIDIA stuff, except if you want extra features. So there's, like, some stuff to do with streaming, um, some, uh, like, DLS DLSS, which is where the graphics card somehow, like, um, ups the resolution or something like that, I think. It's something to do with, basically, if you turn it on and the game supports it, you'll get more frames. Um, with an NVIDIA card, and I can never remember what it is. Um, but AMD doesn't really have a technology for that that works properly. Um, so if you're just worried about kind of raw performance, it's all down to which one you can get for a cheaper price, like a 3000 series or a 6000 series. Um, but the reality is, is that you will struggle to get any of them, which is ridiculous. <laughs> it's like I've been looking at the... Um... <clears throat> the ray tracing in uh, Minecraft and stuff like that, and it is exponential. <clears throat> it's insane. I do want it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm just moving my mic closer because I'm being. I don't know. Hey, I get um, it. Some people are like, but it's Minecraft, dude. That's not exactly a good showing. 
you know, it's going to be yeah. the future. I think that ray tracing is going to be the, 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 the big kahuna that everyone wants in their game and on their computer because getting lighting to look that good um, is difficult. Yes. And when you've got something as useful and as powerful as that, it just is a game changer. Yeah, I mean, so ray tracing, I think, will become the norm i think every game will support it um you, you know whether or not you have have a ray tracing capable um sorry i should be very clear here a real-time ray tracing uh supported graphics card or something like that so but for now i think it's very early days because like only a handful of games actually have it in there so sort of current gen stuff and and beyond like i imagine do you know it'd be interesting to see if cyberpunk has ray tracing in so i imagine it probably does um and i'm sure someone will go yeah it does it's already been t said or something somewhere else but i haven't really looked um yeah because i, I don't either. I, yeah i don't know um but i imagine it will but it's sort of it's only new stuff and onwards that will have it um i want to be able to do that so i will not be buying an amd card and that's what it comes down to so it's sad it's, really yeah it is because Nvidia, sorry, AMD have been very clever this year because the new Ryzen series CPUs, so the 5000 series Ryzen stuff, is a brilliant. So this is you know the third generation of Ryzen CPUs and they're brilliant. Fourth gen, technically. Okay, so we had the 1000, the 2003, fourth gen Ryzen, fourth gen Ryzen stuff. They are brilliant, absolutely brilliant. So what happens is, is if you have a Ryzen 5000 series and and one of the new AMD 6000 graphics cards, you get more performance. Because of oh. the way they talk to each other, you get, I mean, it's like one or 2% better, but you can. That's something, hey, one, so, one or 2% over the long run. Exactly, yeah, so that that's a big thing, and it's pretty clever the way they've done that. Um, and I won't go into technology <laughs> because I I don't understand it, but I know it works, so there we go. Um, Neither do I. Yeah, no, I don't know. I, I mean, I, if I looked at it, I probably would, but I haven't read enough because that's who we are. We are slackers. So, um, yeah, I think it'd be they're pretty cool. Um, but I guess that's it because the, you can't get one anyway. So let's move on. It's cool though. It's it's good for future gazing. Yeah, I mean, I know I, I know what I'm gonna get. Um, in fact, I I got my first Reddit award the other day. Nice. Because I um, asked about which graphics card should I get? Should I get a 3070 or a 3080? And long story short, it turned into a big post. Um, and there's a lot of good discussion in there. And I got a wholesome award, which I don't know what it's worth, but it was pretty cool. Um, so the next topic in tech news is Intel releases white labeled laptops. Um, so basically what this is, you can actually um, buy a laptop that Intel has designed and built from scratch, but it won't be labeled as an Intel laptop. Huh. So basically one manufacturer, well, this, is, this is what white labeling is, which is why I mentioned it. So white labeling is basically a manufacturer makes a product, sells it to multiple other people, um, and those people brand it as their own product. So I built a car. The car is not built, is not called the Ed car. It's called the Honda. It's called the Tesla or the whatever else. But they all get it from me, for example. Uh, and that is what Intel yeah. is doing here. So, so, so they have done this before, apparently. I can't even remember what the product is, but um, basically it's 
Honestly, it looks just like the MacBook Pro that I'm using right now. It looks exactly like that. Huh. Um, but it's designed to be kind of a, a high-end productivity laptop, so like an office laptop. Yeah. Um, to compete with like X, the Dell XPS series and I can't remember what the HP one is. But I think it'll be great. Um, it's, it's really interesting the way they're doing this. So basically, they sell it as a complete package with a couple of options, either 8 or 16 gigs of RAM. And then the company that is selling it, whoever that happens to be, um, I'm trying to think, trying to give an example of who it might be that does this. Like, I suppose Amazon could technically brand it as a the Amazon laptop. For for example, I mean, there's a, there's a PC builder called Main Gear. Um, they they will be selling it because that's what they did with the last product as so well. So it's like a generic product which everyone can adapt to their own needs. Yes. Yes, That's effectively. That's really, yeah. really good marketing because you're like, hey, here's the thing that works. Now you can make yep. it bespoke in your way. But if you want that, you're going to have to buy it from me. Yes. Um, it's quite smart. I would love to know how pricing works on that from like a back end perspective. Me too. And a business perspective. Uh, yeah, I don't get it, but it's, it's interesting. I mean, this is Intel we're talking about, so it's going to be good. Um, especially yeah, if they're targeting the, the XPS series, they're like a big seller in the sort of, hey, I need a good office laptop kind of space and you get you get a Dell XPS, basically, that's it. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes, really. Um, it's interesting to see how that kind of works in that direction, how things are changing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, because Intel have also market. put in there, yeah, that's it. Intel have also put their new um, graphics in there, so you're gonna think. So it's not like the built-in graphics; it's a separate standalone graphics chip from Intel, which they're working on anyway. So it's not like Nvidia graphics, but it's the same concept, yeah. but by Intel. Um, <laughs> oh, I gotta drink some water. <laughs> yeah, my throat was going. This uh, whiskey just dries you uh, out. Yep, that's what I'm finding as well. <laughs> Uh, well, it's good. Good job. We've got like one small topic left, which is that Apple releases new MacBooks powered by their own M1 CPU. Uh, what? I know jack shit about this, um, but they made the whole thing from scratch. It's not Intel. It's not AMD, but it's theirs in a laptop. Not just the phones. They've been in the phones for a while, but it's a phone chip, but bigger, and it's apparently great. So um, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what does that do to the pressure of a CPU in terms of? heat if you've got that extra stuff going into power so you've got a cpu channeling cpu things plus power all of those have some sort of heat element to it okay so when i said powered by um i'm getting this wrong i'm guessing i mean a little bit so instead of an intel cpu because i mean let's face it the cpu is the core core of a, a computer right if you don't have a cpu you don't have a computer Okay, so all I mean by that is that instead of an Intel one or an AMD processor, you've got an Apple processor called the M1. Oh. Um, it's not also the battery. That's not what I mean. I mean, it's just like... I don't, I don't like know, that they're CPU. doing this as well. Why Why are Apple... Is this, this the whole entire thing where Apple's like, we want you not only to have to buy all these extra bits for Apple products, we want to have everything be Apple. Yeah. That's it. So everything is now progressively going in-house for Apple. So they, they are making the CPUs now. So I honestly, I, I haven't had time to go into this, but from what I understand, it's fucking great. 
Um, yeah. The compatibility is going to be a problem. Um, but that is changing, so manufacturers are kind of adapting to it. Because your standard Intel chip and your standard AMD chip, they, they both work on the same base architecture. So that is x86. So if you see anything that says x86, that's that's what it is. It's, it's just... That's that's what it means. Um, I couldn't explain I, I that in more detail, see, but that's what it is. I can see the downside being you bring it in when there's a breakage and there's an extra premium because you're going to an Apple store. However, yeah. it also means they don't have to go to another supplier to get that replacement. They'll have everything in-house. Yeah, right, exa- exactly that. So Apple wants to control the whole thing, I think. Um, and frankly, they have been making their own mobile processor chips for, for ages, and they've been great. So in the iPhones and the iPads, and why not do the same but slightly bigger and put it in a MacBook? Yeah, makes um, sense. Which is what they've done. So whereas other phones, for example, use like a, a Snapdragon processor or um, I want to say Exynos is how you say the other one, but hey, um, it'll be what your phone, for example, your Samsung phone will probably have a Snapdragon, I don't know, six something in it, um, and so will mine. Um, and that's what all phones except Apple will do because they'll use their own chips um so uh, yeah it's pretty cool um it'll be interesting to see how it goes um and apple being apple they have released a product that is good first generation um good. unlike when samsung released the folding phone that was shit we won't we won't talk about that snappity snappity well exactly except for the fact the second gen <laughs> phone is actually what it should have been the first time and it's really good if you like that sort of thing oh does that actually yeah. bend now yeah, where it's supposed to as well, yeah. So um, the, the, the funny thing was, I watched the Linus Texas review of the new Zen... Z, no, Z Fold or Z Flip? Z Fold? Yeah. I think it is. Um, and they've got the new... They're just showing how good the new hinge is on the, on the second gen one. And that's like, you know, it's re- a really stiff hinge. It goes exactly where you want it and it stays there, yeah? And then basically they pick up one half of the other other phone and just it just wobble it and the whole thing just like it's like wobbling around like a bit of floppy cheese or something like that. That that's how <laughs> bad the first gen hinge is because it doesn't work already. Um, so yeah, that's that. Um, wow. Yeah. So I guess that was that. So we're we're trying it back to get back to this again. Um, we've set a schedule, um, so expect to hear from us again, whether you like it or not. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's been a while. Uh, lots changed. Um, Jack's moved. Jack's in his new job. I'm doing less and less, but we will be moving soon, hopefully, kind of in the new year. Um, and that was a show. Could you please read the outro? Because I am struggling to speak words anymore. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so, as Ed said, that was the show. Thank you for joining us. We'd love to hear your feedback. So be sure to join our Discord. <gasps> at the link in the show notes. <laughs> if you haven't already, you can follow us on Twitter at Slacker Studio. Now, to be honest, a lot of people, we would encourage you to go on the Discord because that's like a direct line. Mm, However, yeah, yeah. if you do if you do message um, Ed on uh, Twitter at Slackers yep. underscore studio, anything at all, if you want us to cover a subject, please do because, you know, ultimately... Um, you know we love reading stuff out we love kind of people's input so please do um, and I know that sometimes Discord's a bit more of a faff to get onto so definitely look at both of those um, but you know if you're also a bit more old fashioned um, which is cute old fashioned's my favourite uh, <laughs> cocktail by the way oh yeah oh, been yeah. drinking a lot of those good man 
Um, send us an email at theslackersmailbox at gmail.com where Slacker Steve would be there if you wish to uh, to take any and all mail. Um, so if you enjoy the show, please give us, a, give us a review on iTunes. This fucking whiskey's going right to my head. Um, as this really does help us reach new people. Um, you know, it's even if you just are, if you are browsing us on iTunes, just put something even like, oh, someone just threw something down the stairs. That's quite interesting. <laughs> Best outro ever, am I right? Anyway, so we've got yep. um, we've got this thing that we say every single time. So are you ready, Ed? Ed? Yeah. Ed. All right. The okay. Um, three, two, two one. <laughs> Don't, Don't let, let your boss catch, catch you slacking. slacking. Until, Until next time, time we've, we've been your slackers. slackers. Do you know what? Beep, that was beep. terrible, and I don't know why, because I can actually see you this time, and your internet is surprisingly reasonable now, and it was still bad. Uh, it hey. was bad because I'm bad at reading outros, and I should never be allowed to read an outro again. <laughs> I think I think maybe from now on, you do the intro, I do the outro. That's how it works. Okay. There you go. Bingo. Nice. Don't have uh, things falling down the stairs or uh, interruptions or whiskey anecdotes. I'm pretty sure the dog was just barking in a minute ago in mine as well, so that'll be fine. Um, excellent. <laughs> yeah, that was a show. We're back. Bye. All right. <laughs> this show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com. Dragon Powered Studio.